0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast- myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we'll be discussing Sekhmet. In the pantheon of ancient Egyptian deities Sekhmet, the fierce and powerful lioness goddess, holds a unique position, one of great power and importance. Her name, derived from the ancient Egyptian word Sekem, which means power or might, captures the essence of her divine role as a protector and a punisher. Her head was surmounted by the sun disk encircled by the Uraeus. The sun disk symbolized the Eye of Ra, and the Uraeus was the rearing cobra that symbolized divine authority. Sekhmet embodied the dichotomy of life and death, wielding destruction and restoration as a person would a sword and shield, this making her a complex and enigmatic pattern in the tapestry of Egyptian mythology, for she was capable of both annihilating the enemies of the sun god, and of healing those fortunate enough to find succor beneath the bulwark of her protection. While Sekhmet was a harbinger of death and did unleash carnage, when it came to royalty, particularly pharaohs, she was unequivocally a protective force, functioning as a sort of protective mother to the kings of Egypt. In Memphis, the capital city where the pharaoh lived during the Old Kingdom, Sekhmet was worshipped as the consort of Ptah, who created the universe with his heart and tongue and was the mother of Nefertum, the personification of the primeval lotus from which Ra, the sun god, emerged when creation commenced. She was often associated with Ra as his daughter and the manifestation of his destructive power. Her prowess as a warrior was legendary, her fiery breath and fierce gaze capable of either wiping out her enemies or safeguarding those under her protection. All right. Let's get into it. Sekhmet was a fierce and formidable solar goddess who is the instrument of divine retribution. She was depicted with the body of a woman and a leonine head, her head usually surmounted by the sun disk and the uraeus. Death first came into the world when the Eye of Ra, manifested as Sekhmet, was sent to punish humanity, which had become rebellious in Ra's old age. She Who Dances on Blood, one of Sekhmet's epithets, nearly destroyed the whole human race before she was tricked into stopping. At first, she was unleashed as an agent of extermination, going forth to snuff out every human life. However, after the first day of death, the gods, seeing the extent of the bloodshed, relented, no longer wishing for the human race to be put to an end. Unfortunately, some things are easier to begin than end, and Sekhmet, once she got a taste for blood, was one of these things. The Eye of Ra, the most powerful destructive force in all of Egyptian mythology, was manifest in her, so it was impossible, even for the other gods, to halt her rampage strength against strength. Humanity's salvation, therefore, hinged on guile and trickery the gods brewed a prodigious quantity of beer, then dyeing it red so that it looked like blood. All of this beer was then poured out in the desert, creating what looked like a lake of blood, an irresistible sight for a bloodthirsty goddess on the warpath. Sekhmet was lured to it, as intended, and drank so much that she became blind drunk, fell into a stupor, and was rendered unconscious. When she awoke, her fury had quieted and humanity was saved. In an especially macabre turn, humans were said to have sprung from the tears shed by the Eye of Ra, meaning Sekhmet, since she was fused with the Eye, can be viewed as having slaughtered her own children when she went out to destroy humanity. In ancient Egyptian mythology, Hathor and other goddesses were closely linked to Sekhmet due to the interconnected and fluid nature of the Egyptian pantheon. This connection can be observed through the process of syncretism, wherein two or more deities merge or share attributes, forming a composite identity that reflects their overlapping roles and functions. A well-known example of this is Atum Ra, which combines Atum, the creator, and Ra, the sun god, the sustainer of life. Hathor, primarily known as the goddess of love, beauty, and fertility, was also considered a solar deity associated with the life-giving and nurturing aspects of the sun. However, she had a dual nature. When angered or provoked, Hathor could transform into a destructive force, taking on the fierce and powerful characteristics of Sekhmet. In this manifestation, Hathor would embody the destructive potency of the sun. The myth of Sekhmet's rampage and eventual pacification through intoxication also connects these two goddesses, as Hathor is sometimes considered the one who is transformed into Sekhmet and then calmed down after drinking the red-dyed beer. Sekhmet was also linked to other goddesses in the Egyptian pantheon, such as Mut and Isis. Mut was primarily a mother goddess, the consort of the creator god Amun, and was associated with queenship and divine authority. Conjoining with Sekhmet especially augmented Mut's protective aspect particularly in her role as a guardian of the king in the Egyptian people. Isis, one of the most important goddesses in ancient Egyptian mythology, was revered for her roles as the archetypal wife and mother and for her ability as a healer and mastery of magic. As her cult expanded and her worship became more widespread, Isis incorporated characteristics from other goddesses, including Sekhmet. This connection emphasized the protective and aggressive aspects of Isis, especially in her role as a guardian of the dead and a defender against the forces of chaos. The fusion of Hathor and the Eye of Ra to become Sekhmet represents a fascinating aspect of syncretism, where distinct deities merge to form a new, composite entity. Hathor was usually a gentle and nurturing figure. However, when she combined with the Eye of Ra, she transformed dramatically resulting in the powerful and fearsome lioness goddess Sekhmet. The Eye of Ra, both a goddess in its own right, and the most potent destructive power in Egyptian mythology, almost existing as a sort of weapon in this respect, imbued Hathor with unmatched strength and ferocity. As Sekhmet, Hathor served as the instrument of divine retribution, punishing those who defied the gods' authority. The Festival of Intoxication, also known as the Feast of Hathor, or Beautiful Feast of the Valley, was an annual event held in ancient Egypt to honor Sekhmet and her transformation from a destructive force to a benevolent deity. This festival celebrated the mythological story of Sekhmet's rampage and subsequent pacification after drinking copious amounts of red-dyed beer, which the gods had tricked her into believing was blood. The Festival of Intoxication took place during the beginning of the Nile Inundation, a period of flooding that brought life-giving silt and nutrients to the land of Egypt. This was a time of rebirth and renewal, as the destructive aspect of Sekhmet gave way to her more nurturing qualities. During the celebrations, revelers would consume vast quantities of beer and wine, engaging in singing, dancing, and general merrymaking to honor Sekhmet and her transformation. This excessive indulgence in imbibing intoxicating beverages mirrored Sekhmet's own experience, as participants sought to connect with the Goddess on a personal level and revel in her life-affirming powers. In addition to the drinking and revelry, the Festival of Intoxication featured processions with sacred statues of Hathor or Sekhmet, accompanied by music, chants, and prayers. Participants would make offerings of food, drink, and flowers to the goddess, seeking her blessings of fertility, protection, and healing for the coming year. Sekhmet played a crucial role as a fierce and powerful protector in Egyptian mythology, particularly as a guardian of the sun god Ra during his nightly journey through the underworld. According to the coffin texts, she was responsible for repelling any threats that might confront Ra safeguarding him from the malevolent spirits that dwelled in the underworld. A key event in Egyptian mythology was Ra's nightly battle against Apophis, a colossal serpent that sought to swallow the sun each night and plunge the world into eternal darkness, unraveling creation so that it would once again sink back into the waters of Nun, the boundless body of water that existed before creation. Ra, aboard his solar barge, traverse the underworld each night. The most perilous moment was always the battle against Apophis, for even a single defeat would bring about catastrophe and end the current cycle of creation. Sekhmet, intrepid and indomitable, accompanied Ra every night, lending her strength to vanquish the forces of chaos and maintain the balance of the cosmos, ensuring the sun continued to rise and life continued to flourish. Sekhmet's protective role extended beyond guarding Ra, as she also guided the spirits of the deceased through the underworld on their way to the afterlife. The Book of the Dead describes Sekhmet as a benevolent presence, going before the deceased to drive away enemies and lead them safely to the realm of the gods. Sekhmet was frequently linked to the adverse effects of the sun's heat. Her association with the sun's negative aspects led to the belief that she could cause injury and devastation in the form of sunburn, sunstroke, drought, famine, and various epidemics. As the most dreaded goddess of archery in the Egyptian pantheon, Sekhmet's arrows were personified as seven messengers who brought plagues and destruction upon humanity. Despite her fearsome reputation, Sekhmet played an essential role as the patron goddess of medicine. She was considered the controller of disease demons and was believed to have the power to cure various illnesses. She was often invoked to prevent epidemics and to heal the sick. It was said that Sekhmet possessed vast knowledge of medicinal plants and their healing properties, making her a popular goddess among physicians and healers. From the Old Kingdom era and onwards, the priests dedicated to Sekhmet were believed to be experts in the art of healing magic. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.